time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Here with Glenn Mosseller, I'm Walter Storholt, and this is the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Glenn is a registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting with an office in Greensboro on Muir's Chapel Road. You can find him online at roadmapfinancial.com. Also, click on the free consultation button at the bottom of the page where you can schedule a time to meet with Glenn right from your smartphone or computer. That's RoadmapFinancial.com. Glenn, we're going to be telling some jokes on today's show. This should be fun, mixing humor and finances on the program today. All right, Walter. <laughs> um, many of these may be eye rollers, but uh, we're going we're gonna to forge through them as well. You know, the world's a pretty stressful place, Glenn, so we're, we're going to take a small break from it today with some goofy financial planning and uh, we're going to poke fun at financial advisors a little bit, Glenn. All right. Are you okay with a little self-deprecating humor, perhaps? Yeah. Well, let's, let, let's, let's dive in here, Walter. Right. It's not necessarily directed at you, Glenn, but more at the, the industries and maybe uh, uh, the, the industry of financial planning, maybe on a few of these and, you know, stereotypes, that sort of thing. Uh, sure. and, and just keep in mind, they're all jokes. So, uh, But I think we're going to actually be able to learn some really good lessons from these jokes today. So this should be pretty fun. All right, let's get it started off with a, with a good one here. All right, here's the joke, Glenn. I'm normally not one to brag about my financial skills, but my credit card company calls me almost every day to inform me my balance is outstanding. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, <laughs> I need to get the rim yeah. shot queued up for this. Here we go, right? So, yeah, well, you know, I mean, you, you, when you, you, you obviously, I mean, we start talking about and thinking about debt, right? And it's like, you know, what, I mean, most everybody at some point in their life has had, has had some debt or, you know, or liabilities and things like that. Maybe it's credit card debt. Maybe it's, you know, uh, they're, you know, they're maybe a, a payment on you know, cars or different things like that. Maybe they wash a dryer or something, you know, where it was just an inopportune time that they didn't have, you know, money set aside in that emergency fund. You know, and then the question becomes, well, what about, you know, what do we do? You know, it, it's like in retirement, most people like the idea is like, well, we want to be we want to be totally out of debt. And, you know, and, and realistically, I like the I like that notion and that and that mindset. The question you have to really ask yourself is, is, you know, what is debt? Right. And people say, well, Glenn, what do you mean? What is debt? I mean, is I mean, it's like if I, if I have an outstanding balance on my card or in a, on a on a loan of any sort, even my mortgage, then it's uh, then I'm in debt. And then I would say, well, yeah, it's one way of looking at it, but but you know, there's another way of looking at it. Is it's like if you're looking at it from like a business perspective, you know, and you have assets and liabilities, right? I mean, you know, the the idea that it's like if you uh, let's say, for instance, you had an outstanding you know, outstanding debt. Let's say you hadn't quite paid off your mortgage yet, right? Men, let's say you had let's say you had a 30 year mortgage, but let's say you were in the last, you know, five to 10 years of paying off the mortgage. Right. And you're planning on staying in that house, you know, throughout your retirement year. That's going to be your last house. Let's, let's take that as an example. Well, you know, sometimes folks say, well, you know, I really want to have the house paid off before I retire. Right. And then I and then we say, well, OK, but, you know, do you have any other debts or is there any other liabilities out there? And it's like, no, 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 it's just the house. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Now, let's let's think about this, because, you know, you've gone through this, you know, there's, there's all the all the, the 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 early years of that mortgage where the vast majority of the interest was collected. Right. And as you get towards the end of that mortgage, then more and more each payment becomes more of principal. 
right? And there, it, there tends to be very little interest there. So you start thinking about it. It's just like, does it make sense to take a, a whole bunch of money out of, out, of one, out of one asset that potentially can grow over time and take that and then pay off something, you know, something that in essence, I mean, you're, you're most, most of your payment is principal anyway. It might, it might make sense to keep that payment there and then you can kind of have a little bit of, you know, a little bit of both. It's just a matter of making sure that you have your income plan in place and you have enough cash flow to, you know, to cover that expense. But that could be treated just like an expense, just like your electric bill or whatnot, because you're not going to ever be able to pay off your electric bill or your gas bill because they're going to keep sending one, you know, for what you consumed, you know, this, you know, the, this past month. So think about it like this. I mean, I, the way I look at debt is, is that, you know, it's you're in debt if you have an obligation that there's no other way to pay for it other than money that you have yet to earn. Right. That means that what you're, you're having to pay for that expense or that liability out of money that you, you don't have yet. So you're, that means you're spending your future on that on 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 that on that particular obligation. Whereas if you, on the other hand, you have a liability, but you have you have more than enough assets that at any given time you say, hey, I'm going to pay that off. You could. Well, that's a whole different scenario. Then it's just the question: Do you want to do you want to continue to to have that payment there because it makes you know for, for, you know it makes sense in you know the in in your overall you know cash flow plan? That's a whole different scenario. Now you might go through that whole process, and some folks we I, we do that with, and they say, you know what, all that's great, but I'd still like to pay it off. Well, then at that point you're you're making that making that choice based on facts and information rather than just just that that gut instinct of saying, oh gosh, I just have this feeling that I, I don't want to have that there. But in general, we want to eliminate debts, but we want to think in terms of cash flow and what what really is debt and what what is just you know just a monthly expense. Does that make some sense, Walter? It does absolutely. Um, I, I I love it. Good joke. Good lessons from the joke. All about debt. I think that's a good one. All right, uh, how, about a, how about a bond joke? I didn't know bond jokes existed until I found this one. Uh, so, Glenn, why couldn't the advisor get people to buy bonds? Well, Walter, there's not enough interest. <laughs> you got it. Hey! <laughs> right? Yep. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, the, the, the idea is, is you know, we've got, to, we've got to think in terms of what's the right mix, right? What's the right mix of different assets? You know, what's the what what is what is the right diversification in retirement? You know, all of those things we, we have to kind of think in terms of, you know, you know, are there, you know, with with now interest rates being as low as they are, you know, we have to maybe rethink the idea of how of the place that bonds, you know, play in in an overall portfolio, particularly in retirement. You know, because you have to remember that if if interest rates rise, then that means the value of bonds goes down. There's an inverse relationship. And given where we are, we're about as close to zero as we can get on on interest rates. And so if interest rates begin to rise, which obviously, obviously you know, there's a lot of folks that are projecting that that's going to happen, maybe not immediately in a big way, but over time it's going to, you know, we're going to see more interest rates rise, then that becomes a scenario Well, maybe bonds are not going to play the same role as they have over the last number of decades. And maybe we have to think of what are some different alternatives to give you some of that quote unquote safer place, you know, in your portfolio or possibly have other ways of earning you know, a rate of return or providing other benefits that, you know, that bonds, 
you know, in, in years gone by have, but maybe we, we have to look at, you know, different ways to get there. As you know, you've, I'm sure everybody's heard there's, there's many different ways to skin a cat, right? Well, we have to think of, you know, what, what, what is the idea? What, what have bonds done in the past? Well, you know, in the past, what, what bonds have played a role in, in portfolios is, is to, is to create, you know, a quote unquote, less volatile or, or a safer, you know, a safer haven within the portfolio. You know, and, and given that, we, uh, we realize that, hey, if interest rates rise, maybe that's no longer the case or won't be the case in the future. And so we have to kind of take that with a grain of salt and say, well, maybe there's a place for some bonds, but maybe we're, there's, we have to also look at some alternatives. And that's where we have to look at everybody's individual situation to determine what's going to be the right mix. Yeah, it's a great point. And I think that, um, you know, as we talk about uh, different types of investments, um, you know, you really have to dig into them and figure out what's right for you, what's right for your portfolio. You uncovered a lot of good things there, Glenn. All right, another one for you. I'm not saying my financial advisor is bad at his job, but when I went into the office and asked him to check my balance, he tried to push me over. (laughs) (laughs) Right? It's like, yeah, is your balance okay, right? Yes, it's not very good. Okay. Okay. So, you know, so it's when we talk to folks, you know, when, particularly when we're, when we're, when we're looking at, you know, at, you know initial, initial consultations and, and, you know, and, and where everything is, you know, we always want to look at what, what is the, you know, how, what's the composition of your retirement accounts, your portfolio? You know, is there, you know, is there the proper balance given where you are in life, right? You know, there's, as we've talked about in a number of different you know, shows we have you have three distinct you know phases of life in your financial life. You have the accumulation years, you have the preservation years, and you have the distribution years, right? And so you know, oftentimes when folks come in, you know, when they're they're in those working years and they're they're at the the tail end of those accumulation years, there's oftentimes the you know the, the, there's a lack of balance because it's the, you know, the the portfolio tends to be oriented towards you know, you know, growing more assets and, you know, and, and rate of return and those kinds of things. And, and, and that's what the conditioning is, is out there in the marketplace because almost the entire industry is oriented towards accumulation. So not, that's not to say that when you, when you arrive to the preservation and distribution years that you want to completely forget about rate of return and, you know, and growth, because that's not the case, but it has a certain balance. And we have to think in terms of, well, you know, in, in the not too distant future, or maybe right now you're going to start taking distributions out how does what does that look like in relation to you know making sure that your money's going to last and how does that differ from you know from the previous years of saving and trying to grow your nest egg as much as possible to the, you know to the, when the place where you arrive at where your 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 objective is is less growth and more preservation and making sure that the distributions last throughout the rest of your life that's a whole different shift in mindset and you know and balance in terms of your thinking and as well as your as the way you position your your portfolio and your and your retirement account Absolutely, Glenn. That's a that's a good one. I think that was probably the worst joke so far, though. The uh, balance pushed me over one. That one was. <laughs> well, you said Walter. There's going to be some eye rollers. Yeah, so. that was a stinker for sure. Um, all right, here's here's another good one. What's another name for a long term investment? Well, some might say that's a failed short term investment. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> a failed short term investment, and now you're stuck in it for the long term. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I think probably most people have 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 had that experience. You know, if they if they've been putting money away for you know for a long time, they they probably thought that something was going to turn out one way and it went another. Right. That's something that obviously you you know you want to try to avoid. 
But you, the, the, one of the biggest ways of doing that is, is to think in terms of how are the retirement years going to be different than the, than the accumulation years. And, you know, we've, we've talked about that a number of times. We, you know, we just, you know, we just hit on it a, a bit. And realistically, we have to think, I always like to think in terms of, you know, one of the diversification um, strategies that we want to utilize in retirement is it doesn't have anything necessarily to do with, you know, a different sector of the market or, you know, asset class or anything like that. It's more time diversification, right? You know, you have the, you know, if you, if you can imagine inside your head that, that you've got three buckets, right? And we're going we're gonna to allocate certain assets into those buckets in relationship to time. So we have the now bucket, right, which is going to be, you know, some, you know, money that you have to need or that you need right away in the next six months to a year, right? And then you have the soon bucket, which is going to be, you know, from like year, you know, from from one year to about 10 years, right? You're going to need that money soon. And then you have the later bucket, right, of, of money that you're not going to need for another 10 years or more. Well, we're going to position those dollars differently within those buckets, you know, in terms of liquidity, in terms of risk, in terms of access and the expectations for, you know, for returns and all of those things. But that's that that type of diversification, you know, I, I, I really, you know, I, when I talk to when I talk to folks who are either in or are kind of at the end, the end years of their accumulation, they never really heard of it in those terms and thought about that type of diversification. But when you stop and really think about it, it really makes more sense because now you you know you you let the different buckets of money do the job they're supposed to do and that type of diversification for those strategies in the preservation and distribution years makes all kinds of sense and then you know a lot of the stress can you know can come off because it's like hey I'm not I'm not I, I don't have expectations you know of 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 you know of this for all of my money you know, it's, it's like this portion of money is going to do this job. This portion is going to do that job. And another portion is going to do another job. And then there's a lot more balance to it. Does it make sense, Walter? Yeah, that makes sense. And um, what's that term, Glenn, bag holder? When you have a failed short-term investment that becomes a long-term investment, you become a bag holder. And you're just <laughs> yeah, I think I've heard that. Waiting for it to come back one day. And um, yeah, it's, it's interesting to look at that in the context of retirement planning as well. All right, another good one for you, Glenn. Uh, why was the client sleeping like a baby when the stock market crashed? Well, because he woke up every hour and cried. <laughs> you know all the answers to these, Glenn. Did somebody give you a copy of the questions beforehand? Hey, you know, that's it's, 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 it's part, part of having this show, right? I, uh, I liked that one a lot, actually. And, and it makes me curious, Glenn, like how often is somebody stressed out about the stock market when they meet you for the first time? Are they waking up every hour and crying? Maybe not that dramatic, but, you know, how do you put your clients at ease during turbulent times? Well, Walter, I mean, it, it's something that's, I mean, in, in all seriousness, I mean, you, you, have to, you have to be aware, right, that those, that those are real possibilities and that, you know, significant market downturns, you know, are you know, have have different results and uh, you know different different things that, that that you have to consider based on where you are in life, right? I mean, it's one thing if you know if you you have a you have a significant downturn or a crash and you're you're 30, 30 years old, forty years old, even fifty years old. It's a wholly different thing if you're sixty five or seventy, right? And you're no longer working and you no longer have bringing new, you know new money in and you're looking at you know what you've saved you know to provide you the income you know and the stability that's going to be there for the rest of your life. 
So, you know, again, I mean, yeah, when, when I'm talking to folks, you know, today, you know, for the first, you know, for the first times when we, when we get together and, you know, to, you know, to, to, you know, to have a consultation and, and talk about things, you know, that's a, that's a pretty common thing because, you know, we were sitting here at, at you know, as, as we, as we're recording at all time highs and, you know, and, and folks realize, well, that, that, you know, that can't last forever at some point. You know, we don't know exactly when, but at some point there's going to be a correction that, that is very likely going to be something that lasts a long time. It's not necessarily going to be a flash crash that's, you know, down for a month or two and then right back up in the next six months. It's, it's more likely that, that, you know, that history, you know, if we use history as a guide, you know, we have, you know, there, there's, there's the significant likelihood that we're going to have a true bear market that's going to last for, you know, for quite some time. And folks don't want to get caught in that. And so the idea is, is like, well, okay, we, you know, if, if we're, if we're in the, if we're in those years of, 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 you know, of, of stepping into retirement, or maybe you're already in retirement, we have to have, you know, some of those strategies that we, that, that we were just talking about in terms of the, 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 the time diversification and putting a plan in place to make sure that your income is going to be stable throughout time and that you're going to be okay regardless. And those are, those are really the ways to, you know, to, you know, to create that confidence and that, you know, that peace of mind. I mean, there, there's, there's really value and peace of mind in knowing that you're going to be okay no matter what happens. And that that comes out of making sure that you, you that you're positioning yourself with strategies that are designed for where you are in life. Right. And if you're in the years of retirement, that preservation and distribution is going to be different strategies, different different tactics and a different mindset than what you were in in the accumulation years when you were trying to save for retirement. These are all, I think, great points you're making, Glenn. Let's go to one more joke here to cap off the uh, conversation. I just got some great news from my financial advisor. He told me I can retire at 64 and live comfortably for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Well, it always, I mean, that, that I mean, all, all kidding aside, I mean, that it, it comes into, I mean, that, that's a, that's one of those questions is like, you know, folks will say, well, you know, if I retire at, you know, this age, you know, this, in this example, it's 64, sometimes it's 65, sometimes it's 62, you know, different people have different questions, right? But, you know, they want to know how long, you know, am, am, am I going to be okay for the rest of my life if I retire here? You know, and the and obviously the answer is it depends, right? I mean, it depends on a lot of different factors. It's like, you know, well, what are your lifestyle needs? You know, how much is your social security benefit? Do you have a pension? How much have you saved and put away? You know, I mean, are you know how subject to are you to you know future taxation risk? You know, I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of pieces to that puzzle as we've talked about over time. And so, you know, it, it's realistically it's it's taking some time, doing some analysis, and then really figuring out. What do you need to have in place in order to be able to retire at the time that you want to retire? And you know, and 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 it, you know, it's it, you know, it sounds like it's a big thing in going through that analysis. And it's and it's not. I mean, it you know, it takes some time, but it's it's not it's not really overwhelming, and it's really a great process to go through because you know, you 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 really get more oriented to a different mindset, and and rather than just saving for retirement, you start asking the question, well, you know how much income can the resources that I've saved produce for me over time, right? That's a different question and that's a different mindset and those are going to be different strategies. In other words, how do you create your own pension plan 
you know, and, and make your money do the things that you want it to do. You know, you saved money all those years during your accumulation years so that you could have a comfortable retirement, not so that you could arrive at 65 or, or 66 or whatever your num whatever your age is that you're going to, that you'd like to retire. You didn't, you didn't save all those years just so you could study your statement and see it, you know, see what your balances are, right? You saved that money so that you could, so that you could enjoy your retirement years. And that's really the key in terms of making sure that you, you have a plan in place and do the analysis to make sure that you're able to do the things that you want to do and that you're comfortable and have that peace of mind that, that you know that you you know you're going to be all right and, and you're going to be able to make it happen so many in th uh, things that uh, i think we were able to cover today using jokes as the launching point pretty fun and uh, hopefully people got a f little bit of a chuckle out of some of these maybe not the best jokes in the world but even sometimes bad jokes make you chuckle a little bit, Glenn, as I think we proved on today's show. So a little bit of joy brought to the world, and uh, hopefully that relieves some stress to you, getting some good financial guidance as well. If you have any questions about some of the principles that we've talked about on today's show, how to put together a great financial plan, one that's built to last as long as you do and even beyond, if uh, you know legacy planning and that kind of thing is of interest to you, well, Glenn's there to help out. You can reach him by calling 336 291 3535. That's 336-291-3535. Or go online to roadmapfinancial.com and click on the free consultation button at the bottom of the page to schedule a time to meet from your smartphone or computer. And when uh, you schedule your time, uh, you can be at peace knowing that you've got some great planning coming your way. Again, roadmapfinancial.com. Look for the free consultation button. Glenn, appreciate the help as always, and we'll talk to you again next week. Fantastic, Walter. Take care. You do as well. That's Glenn Mosseller. I'm Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you next time on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Mm -hmm.